Cats at Night. Now, here's John Katsimatidis. And now we're going to get some also breaking news and inside information from General Jack Keane, his retired American four-star general, former vice chief of staff of the United States Army and Presidential Medal of Freedom recipient. He's also a national security analyst. I can go on and on. Welcome back to Cats at Night, General Jack Keane. Yeah, delighted to be here, as always, with you and your audience. Well, Jack, uh, we, we got a million people listening tonight. We're up and down the whole East Coast because we're part of that uh, 50,000 watts clear channel. Uh, what the heck is going on? Was Poland an accident? Well, I don't think we know yet. Um, I think one of three things happened. Uh, first, you know, the Russians have been firing a fuselage of missiles today uh, at Ukraine, at energy targets, at the Ukrainian people in response to Ukraine's victory in retaking uh, Kherson City and President Zelensky's uh, celebratory visit there uh, and, uh, and the emotional greeting he had with the people he liberated. So one of those certainly could have been an errant missile. Uh, our audience may not know, but would not be surprised that the Russians have difficulty uh, being accurate with all their missiles. A fair percentage of them are go astray or errant. Another thing is uh, an air defense missile from Ukraine could have hit a Russian missile partially and uh, took it off target. Or number three, while it doesn't appear to be a military target there, or uh, it's close to, a, I think, a major intersection, uh, it could have been an intentional uh, missile firing maybe to interfere somewhat with the supply lines uh, between Ukraine and and Poland. And I think it'll take uh, a little bit of time for Poland to assess the situation and also use the technology that's available to the United States and Ukrainians maybe uh, to come come to a final conclusion. Uh, But we got to give it a little bit of time before we speculate too much of, about what took place. General Kane, it's, uh, it's Judge Richard Weinberg, sir. What should NATO be doing in the meantime while Poland is looking at this? Shouldn't they be doing their own investigation? Yeah, I, if they have the capability and, and Poland wants it, certainly they will. Um, NATO, I think, uh, should have a meeting on this subject and at a minimum uh, issue a warning to Russia once the facts are known. Let's assume it's an errant missile uh, or some kind of mistake that this kind of recklessness uh, is very dangerous and and we can't tolerate it. Uh, If it's a targeted missile and and it was intentional and the two people are killed as a result of that, then uh, NATO has to come up with some options in terms of how they're going to deal with that situation. Uh, In any event, I don't think it means... Uh, we're going to war, but if it was an intentional strike, certainly one of the options that NATO would uh, consider would be a limited response in kind. So I think that that that's where we are. The tragedy is we've got two people lost here, and certainly uh, Poland has every right to be very concerned about this situation, and certainly make certain that this is not going to happen again. Uh, Poland, by the way, so our audience understands, has been all in in supporting the Ukrainians. Not only are they the major hub for all supplies to transit through Poland to go into Ukraine, 
but that's the, they are the major training center uh, where the United States and others are training uh, the Ukrainian military, with the exception being the, the U.K., uh, where there's thousands of Ukrainians uh, training there. That's and, why I'm and, not sure it's unintentional. Well, you can't put it past the, the Russians. I mean, we are talking about the Russians here. Mm-hmm. It's a so message. That's why it, it, it's, it's a possibility that they intended to do this to send uh, send some kind of a message. And let's face it. I mean, after the setbacks that the Russians have had, uh, m- most notably losing Hershon City, the only provincial capital they had underneath their control, and they put their best forces in there, their airborne forces, and they had to pull them out before they were destroyed. Uh, and, and this is a very humiliating situation for them. Remember, this is one of the uh, oblasts, the ter- four territories that Putin, the cover-up, Ukraine's successful retaking of territory in the east, they declared that these four territories were now a part of Russia and attempt to achieve a political victory to cover up uh, the military uh, victory that the Ukrainians had achieved. And, and, and here we are, the provincial capital of the region, the Ukrainians have retaken and then just thrown that in the face of, uh, of Putin. It's very humiliating and embarrassing what's happening to him, for sure. Where are our, our troops that, uh, are they still in Poland? The yeah. Poland troops? Yeah, we have uh, we have uh, 18th Airborne Corps headquarters with a three-star general there, and we have thousands of our troops there who are helping. The 82nd is left, the 101st has come in to replace them. Both of those divisions are part of 18th Airborne Corps. There are two other divisions also. We have about 20,000 additional troops in Europe uh, because of the Russian invasion in Ukraine. General Jack Keane, bringing it back now to our border, Title 42, Judge Weinberg, you know all about this, has just been blocked by a federal judge, meaning the border is now even more open than it ever was before. General Jack Keane, what does this do for our national security? The fact that now the United States, the one kind of weapon that we had to expel migrants, we don't have anymore. Yeah, I mean, there's not a country in the world that, that has a, a completely open border and wouldn't consider it a national security problem. So you're absolutely using the right words when you attach open border to a national security problem. And, and we know full well that just in this year alone, close to 100 people on the terrorist list, terrorist watch list, have been detained as a result of crossing the border. That's the ones we know about. And that's what we know about, you know, the so-called gotaways are in the tens of thousands. And the fact that they're taking such a base of action not to get caught tells you something is going on with them for sure. Either they're criminals, they have criminal intent, or indeed they've got uh, terrorism in their background and, and possibly intent to do harm here in the United States. So. And human trafficking is also a major issue. The, the, the bringing in of fentanyl and how it's poisoning uh, Americans, that fentanyl, the, the, the source of the chemical, it used to be the source of the pills was China, but now 
they've stopped manufacturing the pills, but they're still the source of the chemicals. The Mexicans are, are manufacturing the pills. And believe me, China is doing this intentionally to, to cause social breakdown of cohesion uh, in the United States, to undermine our civil society. China's comprehensive penetration of the United States is on a scale we have never experienced in our history, not just the fentanyl penetration, but technology stealing, uh, undermining secrets. It is, it is very comprehensive and, and somewhat overwhelming to the FBI, you, in my judgment. So, take, yeah, we have any, a national security problem. Do you take any solace in the meeting that President Biden just had with the do you think? We'll do you think this was ever discussed with President President Xi Jinping? Biden and and uh, China's president met for three hours. We have no indication that it was discussed, and you would think if it if it happened that they would disclose that it happened. You know, in the aftermath of it, the fact that we're inching closer to war over Taiwan uh, because President Xi's uh, behavior. Uh, has indicated that, and he's threatened the use of force. And there's no indication that President Biden, despite having told reporters on four occasions, if uh, President Xi goes into Taiwan with force, that we would respond. There's no indication that he looked President Xi in the eye and told him that if he did that, he's going to force the United States' hand into a military conflict, something we don't want to do. But make certain that President Xi understands that, so there's no doubt. But so after if President, President Biden Xi, says it, someone walks it back. Yeah, and if you're President Xi and Biden doesn't even bring the subject up, and President Xi obviously knows he's the aggressor here, and he's got to walk out of that meeting saying, well, I don't think Biden's serious. About We've got, stopping General, we have 30 anything. seconds. Well, what do you want to tell the American people? Well, I'm going to tell the, uh, tell the American people that we we have – got to move with a sense of urgency to fix the military deficiencies that we have in the Indo-Pacific region as we're etching closer to a potential conflict. We want to deter that conflict from happening, but we have to upgun ourselves to make certain that that deterrence is there. It's not there now. General Jack Kane, thank you for everything you've done for America and continue to speak out for America. And we're going to catch up with you again real soon. It's Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network.